Okay. Recording. Well, Hi. let's see. Hold on, hold on. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. No, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Um, I I would say welcome back, but we started this a little bit ago, like a few seconds. So now it's you've been back. You look different. What's different? Is it because your hair is braided? Maybe, man. Maybe. Yeah. I, you're glowing. You're glowing. You're I got good. I have amazing lighting right here where I am. But uh, <laughs> honestly, man, um, I think I've lost weight. So that might be. Is it, might be. is it for a good reason? No, no. All the wrong reason. Coaching, no, I'm just kidding. Coaching just takes it out of you sometimes. You know, when you're helping other people with their fitness, it's like your fitness starts to slip away. Dude, I let's put it this way what you just said is the reason that I have a lung infection right now. Oh, that's right. Yes, it's it's being taken care of. Like, I have. Like you know, doctors are being great and stepping in. It's a it's a little late, but still they're stepping in, so it's okay. Um, really, but it's just like sometimes it doesn't matter how much, how great of a training program I can put together for someone else, or what crazy nutrition advice I can give. Mm-hmm. If I'm just not even, I don't know. It's just, I don't even know how to explain it. It's so obvious, but it's like growing up with fighting if you think about it coaches never seem really healthy (laughs) they seem seem destroyed i've been like looking at coaches like coach video like um you know any boxing video boxing coaches every gym i go to and they're all out of shape and you know they're a little yeah like you said beat up and i get it i get it handshake mine (laughs) only so it's so weird. Only recently has the constant tremor in my hand gone away. I haven't held pads for anyone in probably, I think, four months. Oh. And so it's not even that long. But four yeah, yeah. months is long enough for my hands to like, they're not steady, but they're, no, yeah. they're almost, <laughs> I can like, it's just weird to like not have that because then four months ago I held pads after a really long time uh-huh. I was feeling things that I'd never felt before and I was like wait do these always feel like this like or mm. was I just numb to the fact that body kicks hurt so much through a pad yeah see I, I don't do the kicks thing man yeah and then but- especially when you hold them like this <laughs> and then head kicking you no way especially when like overzealous people miss and they like don't realize that they almost like your entire life flashes before your eyes (laughs) that's so funny but that does do you how do you do body punches for your fighters yeah it's funny man we had literally had a conversation about um holding mitts last night um but i usually wear the body shield because i just don't feel like it's realistic to hold your hands you know for that for a body shot like if you want to do a body hook you know i guess since we're on video i can show you but doing something like this is about (laughs) as realistic as i can get and that doesn't feel good for my joints you know what i mean so (laughs) 
I'd rather just take the shot, um, which is why I got to maintain some sort of fitness. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can't, because it's, yeah, I wonder what, what kind of, because there's some kind of fitness that comes from repetitive, like, I don't know, like people used to call it like in martial arts, they just call it body conditioning right where like in karate and like kung mm -hmm. fu they just like hit you with wood and like all sorts of like things to make you tough but it seems mm -hmm. like something does happen from like taking those little shots from training people you seem to get tougher like i don't know if your brain mm -hmm. gets better at tightening up before them or what happens but it's weird mm -hmm. yeah no i mean it's just like the yeah yeah it's body conditioning and even like your eyes you know like a lot of new fighters they're always blinking um when somebody's punching them uh i noticed now like last time i sparred i don't even blink when someone's like hand like they'll smash my eyeball because i'm yes. just so used to punches coming now and it's like no that's funny that it's that's really funny you say that because my son whenever he like where like play fighting and he's like it's basically full sparring for him but for me i'm trying to not respond because he hits too hard but anyway <laughs> he like i always get poked in my eyes and i realize it's because yeah. they don't have the instinct to shut anymore and i'm yeah. having weird things happen to my eyes because they're yes. just like too weird like the idea is to keep them open all the time i'm like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very weird and it's hard yeah. to, like are you actively like how often do you spar not at not often at all um no nah, it's been a while i think last time i sparred was like probably when we last spoke okay, <laughs> like, okay. maybe like that week or something I, I know we were what we talked in october or something yeah. or yeah so it's been a while man <laughs> So how, where are you right now? State-wise, you don't have to specify. I know you're at an undisclosed location in the desert. Yeah, right. So. Top secret. <laughs> now I'm in uh, Arlington, Virginia right now. And we just right. see Elon Musk walk by in the background. Like, Eric, you have any juice? <laughs> like, That's so funny. I tell you I was working at Tesla? Yes. How is that? Oh, okay. That's why oh, I yeah. That's so funny. I, I literally, I just switched jobs. <laughs> so I just left there. That's so. So wait, you quit the, you, you left the Tesla thing. I left Tesla for uh, a new opportunity, you know, higher pay, better compensation and in all ways. Different spaceships. Uh, no, background investigating. So. Oh, that's. Little, just like a whole nother shift. Yeah, it seems like something you would wear a suit for or some kind of cool outfit for. I haven't started yet right now. I'm in the in-between. But you know, so what sure. are so how is coaching going right now? It's good, man. It's busy. Um we went to the national championships in Lubbock, Texas. Um December. Ooh, I don't remember the date, but middle of September December. Um we were we we came in with about six fighters and we had two national champions at the end of it so not bad man it That's was pretty a, good so yeah. how do you so now 
since we talked in October so much about you, like as a coach and why you coach, is it now it's been like, I guess, four months since then. So that's not a lot of time, but this is the whole point of this thing is to have a bunch of these to see how things change even in four months. So do you yeah. feel like anything's changed in your coaching just since October? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, um, I think um, definitely growth, growth has happened and, and just like, I'm really getting like, um, how do you say? Coaching is tough, man. And I guess when I first got into it, I knew that, but not as much as I know it now. Like it's a lot of sleepless nights and early morning and, you know, everything that goes into coaching has been like, I went through it these last four months. So it was, um, yeah. Tough. My bad. Do you think, you know, how is it? Because obviously you have the coaching and then you're, you work, you have your job sometimes like, you know, you have a schedule with that. Yeah. And then we've, we talked about this last time a lot, but now also not now, but you have your wife and your daughter. So how mm. is, how is when coaching gets hard, how do you keep, are you keeping everything together? Do you try to compartmentalize things? Do you have like different moods for each thing where you're like, oh, I have to do Tesla stuff. Ah, now I have to do boxing. So I'm in this mood and now I'm seeing my daughter. So I'm gonna, like, I'm super cheerful and happy. Or is it a unified person in all of the things? I mean, you try to compartmentalize as best as you can, but I don't, I don't think I do the best job at it. Honestly, man, it's been really tough on the family. Um, but, you know, this is, this is like our passion, my passion. And so they're all supportive of it, supportive of it. But yeah, man, it's tough, dude. I mean, not gonna lie, like I'm always gone. Um, and then trying to ask for work, you know, to, to not fire me when I get back <laughs> because I'm gonna be gone for a month or so. And then, you know, then just leaving the wife with, a, with, with our daughter and, and she works full time too. It gets tough, man, but honestly, it's just taking it day by day. I think I, I get over, you get overwhelmed if you, you think too much, too far ahead and too, um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it's good that you, like, you can be on a hard journey that's, like, you're, you're an example of that, that you can be on the hard journey, acknowledge that it's difficult, and still mm -hmm. continue on it. Yeah. Like it's not, it's like, it's interesting that you're like most people are, people assume that when someone says like, oh, it's hard on the family, then that's a negative thing. But pressure is not always bad. Like you can grow from it, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, there's a few, you know, factors there, like one, it's hard to complain about doing like working hard for something you love to do. Like, you know, we're in the getting ready for the national championships or even like the Olympic team training. It's like 24 seven nonstop boxing. And it's like tough, but then you're like, wait, I love boxing. So this is easy. And then 
too, like you said, um, you know, the pressure, the stress, not all stress are bad. And have you read the book? Um, what is it? Uh, How to Not Give a F or something about anything or something like that? Or no, no, uh, the art, the like, art, the art of not giving a F, right? No, but I feel like I should because it's like very out there now. I feel like I should know what it's about. It's actually, you know, pretty much uh, the the main point that he's trying to make is just like you got to choose your struggles, right? Like you're not gonna go through life without a struggle, and so you have to kind of pick and choose which ones are worth it to you. Yeah, you know? no, I mean, I, I mean, I, that's just one. That's one point he made in there, but like, it was a really great book. How so? How do you feel now about? about like what about things on a larger scale because you have so much going in your own life do you Mm -hmm. do you ever have time now to think about like wait how is earth what's happening or are you Mm -hmm. just like i'm just curious because you do so much and it is like the same thing like the reason i keep bringing that up is like everyone wants to be a high achiever you know that Mm -hmm. like in a culture where like mm-hmm. even even in the 70s achievement wasn't valued this much but and mm-hmm. when i say achievement that seems to be like only measured by monetary gain so not mm-hmm. like if you feel emotionally fulfilled that doesn't seem to matter but then people who want to do what you're doing in a different way they mm-hmm. should probably know that it's not an easy road but it's doable it's not mm-hmm. perfect but it's like realistic like it's like a very i feel like it's more at the sake of like calling someone out there's a lot of um there are a lot of like motivation people that even i like like i look at their instagram once in a while like or i've read like david goggins books like you know like he's super crazy he's like stay hard ah like yeah. I get that. <laughs> but then he also says yeah but i've been depressed and like i've been like this but he never right. says it like it's hard to make it believable if you're always in character and you're always pushing like you know like if your yeah, yeah, yeah. was was super coach eric and right, all yeah. these videos with captions under them and you're like oh mm-hmm. seven ways to throw the jab like mm-hmm. and, and it's like it's great that helps but it often like takes away from like the realism of how hard the journey is like it's so right. hard it's not yeah. even like jumping rope for an hour isn't easy. So what is what is 17 jump rope variations and being like this hyper like like boxing is great. Do this, you'll be perfect. Like it does it's like some kind of or even fashion or photography, whatever thing it is. It seems like mm-hmm. being honest about how hard the journey is to achieve the big things that people want is really helpful. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean I think that's just like how do you, how do you define high achievement, um, you know, and how does that fulfill yourself? Like, is it the likes? Is it the the titles? Is it the the attention? You know what I mean? Like, I think that those are questions you got to ask yourself. Like when I first started, I thought that was what achievement was, right? Getting a whole bunch of followers teaching, you know, putting content out there for people to be like, oh, thank you for that, you know? Um, but honestly, I guess the niche that 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 works for me and that honestly keeps me sane is being 
just a normal person. Like on my Instagram, I still post a lot of things about my family. I post, you know, things about the boxing for sure. Some of it's advertisement. Some of it's just like, this is what we're doing in the gym. But, um, you know, I think that just carries on into how I work with kids or athletes, high performance kids, adults. It's just being authentic, man. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, man, you're going to be tired. They're tired. I'm tired. I go in there pissed off. They're pissed off. I mean, <laughs> we got to deal with each other. And I think that, you know, kind of touching on what you're saying, I think, you know, whatever achievement looks like to you, that's cool. But at the end of the day, like you're going to be a human and everyone around you is a human. And, and I don't know, that's what's kind of keeps me to the ground, I guess. It's just being normal. No, I, I'm glad we, yeah, I, I honestly have tried to be like exactly what you said for too long. Like, and it works a little bit on the internet sometimes, but then mm-hmm. eventually I just like fall apart because I'm like, I can't just keep posting like this. I can't keep doing this thing. I need to mm-hmm. like just express like that I suck or that I ate ice cream or that I don't know, something stupid. I no, ate man. last night. It was so good. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. How I know. Wait. I finish a court. I finish a court of uh you ever, you ever had Jenny's Jenny's ice cream? Dude, is that an East so, Coast thing? I was gonna order it yesterday because I saw Oh it. my god. Wait, <laughs> Yo, that thing is amazing. Okay, next time. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, this the packaging looks good. And it was like more expensive than Ben and Jerry. So I was like, hmm, yeah, perhaps this is the direction to go in. Yeah, so, they they have like Jenny's stores around my little ice cream fronts here and they're really good my new favorite ice cream for sure what what flavor it's like the crumbly cake it is so good it's like wait the gooey butter cake oh there it is gooey butter cake (laughs) that's the one i was gonna get i knew it yeah i I finished that last night after dinner i was like yo i'm killing this (laughs) it's it's so weird i wish there was like they they allegedly make protein ice cream but it tastes like garb it tastes like protein powder and ice like Uh, i don't don't know i wish there was like some kind of healthier way to consume a quart of milk and cake there's not there is not so okay now we're gonna get into some weird things let's do it have you uh well actually i'm not i shouldn't even assume that you don't know about this uh so uh, we're gonna talk about chat gpt the ai Mm -hmm. um i've been seeing the stuff that it's creating and stuff and some of it some of it just looks like something a person would come up with, like a very, like not a very creative person, but a very intelligent person. But then some of it is creative when you ask it to do like comedy and stuff. It's weird. But mm-hmm. but it basically seems like, like, you know how some people, when you say like, hey, could you come up, help me come up with a logo for my boxing gym? And they're like, how about a glove? And you're like, yeah, I, 
kind of yes maybe but something more than that <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so we do have people around us who come up with very like poorly formed quick responses that we're just yeah. like so upset by that we don't even talk to them but the ai is capable of helping you more in that way than a person is mm -hmm. so i'm starting to get and the more i we think about thinking and stuff like that i'm wondering like is it do you think it have you used it yet firstly no i haven't i mean obviously you know that's elon's a really big investor into that and maybe even part of the development but um no honestly i have not gotten into any ai aside from like what i have to use at tesla i own a tesla too so that, you know doing the um autopilot stuff that that's that's about as far as i go wait do you mod your tesla and do disturbing things to it do i mod it how yes, like in I what way i don't know there's a lot of youtube videos of people like making it do weird stuff i don't know no, but like, now i'm interested man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it seems like it would like obviously void any warranty sure yeah type but i mean is there a good warranty on teslas because it seems like it's a standard like vehicle warranty man like a hundred thousand miles i feel like i'm i'm switching into a plug-in kia so let's see what happens you going to kia yes but well yeah. i have a kia but it's like a regular like yeah so that's powered car and now i'm sw i think i'm switching to a plug-in electric as opposed to a hybrid because then I don't know somehow it's better but then also i just learned about all the cobalt mining stuff and i'm mentally disturbed by it and i don't know how to yeah. respond to anything like the last but that's even right i was gonna phone. say but that's more than just the vehicle that's yeah phones yeah, iPhones what should we do eric yeah. what can we do do we need to go to the congo and free everyone what can right. we do i can't yeah. I, do we have to raid the cobalt mines you know what's interesting about africa like it's really sad, but I actually get a lot of DMs from African fighters, and some of them, I'm like, I would really like to help this person, but then realistically, it's like, how do you help them? So yeah, I I see what do there, the talent pool and other these. Uh, when I say these, I even I'm referring to even Pakistan, like mm -hmm. like. Or even if you look at how there's so many Russian fighters in the UFC right now from Dagestan, it's mm -hmm. like once, once the, I'll call it, instead of the military industrial complex, the sports industrial complex, once they find a, a geographic region with hardened people, they start mm -hmm. moving from it. Like, oh, yeah. it's weird. So I feel like with Africa, there's some kind of like, there just isn't like a, like boxing promoters are trying to avoid it for some reason like the pros even because if you think about it just like yeah. and i'm not even like saying africa specifically i mean even asia there's certain mm -hmm. parts where they just don't have any scouting there's no one checking yeah i know the business side of boxing as far as like international is just really corrupt i mean boxing in general but like trying to if you try to help a fighter, he's attached to his own promoters, his own team already, which they're all going to want. 
some sort of compensation and money and then it just gets funky right like i have to tell you i have to tell a weird story this is gonna be like it's a quick confession but it's so quick i didn't i didn't take anyone up on this offer but there was a time when i was running a marketing company and i still i and i started a promotion with one of my friends shout out will choke uh we started thailand fighting championship and it's still running still promoting shows but when we started that i had like there was a lot of dispo there was a lot of like investment involved and there was money like being thrown around and people were people assumed that i had i had more than was involved because i was acting mm-hmm. like there was more than was involved i guess mm-hmm. when i was 24 and my brain was broken Mm-hmm. It still is, but in a different way. But anyway, I found out that in Asia and the Middle East even, and I'll say all the organizations names because they know that this is an option. Uh, WBO and WBC and also is is it it's not it's like IBF W but yeah, IBA is amateur, right? Mm-hmm. And IBF um, is the pro one. IEBA, IBA is what they're called now, but IEBA is, yeah, the amateur. Yeah, that's not the one I'm, the other pro one is IBF, I think, right? IBF, IBO, yeah, there's, there's both. Okay, so you can basically pay to create a belt. Mm-hmm. And I did not know about this phenomenon. <laughs> and I started because I was still actively trying to fight at the time as well. And I was like, who are these people saying that we can make a belt? Like they must be, I thought they were scammers. Like I thought they were just crazy people. And Mm -hmm. then I find out that you can just make up a belt. Like it won't have like, um, like they, like it'll be, it'll look like, like obviously it's a pre-existing belt, but a lot of them are like, like the Asia Pacific belts. Yeah. You can basically, if it's vacant, you can put two unranked fighters up for the belt in mm. like small and i was if you have the right investment right right and i was which like, is at the end of the day is all they care about right? yes but it's shocking to me that you can like and now i might be wrong about if it's the asia pacific title specifically but basically what i know is that if you have a venue and you want to do like even let's say you and i want to i'm i'm o and o in uh on box rec right so mm-hmm. if we want to build a record for me, we can literally get sanctioned box rec fights and I can mm-hmm. put whoever I want in the fight, which is disturbing. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, like, what does that mean? And I dare say, I've already done it for someone else. <laughs> like, not, I didn't, I have no fights on box rec, but this other guy fought like literally a Thai guy with nine Muay Thai fights and he hadn't fought in like 30 years. And he uh-huh. just like, took the fight they didn't even check his bird certificate his passport nothing mm-hmm. put a name on box rec now the guy's a one and no pro boxer what mm-hmm. and it's yeah. the leverage is so much with mm-hmm. having numbers in combat sports that it's like i don't know it's disturbing to know that there's that element involved in it too yeah no even in not even all the way in asian dude even just right there in mexico it's the same thing a lot of those guys too um but 
Yeah, that's why it's kind of important to have like a good team and a reputable, you know, reputable promoter. But yeah. anyways, yeah. Have you ever seen, and obviously we're not, and this isn't even, if any anyone's like, wait, these guys are saying, like, it's just how it is. And it's not even a bad thing. It's because at the end of the day, if you fight hard and win, you win. So basically mm -hmm. just for anyone who's thinking like, oh yeah, boxing is rigged. Like it's all staged. It, that's not what anyone's saying but yeah yeah it's like there is a lot of behind the scenes stuff that if people knew about they'd understand why a lot of people don't make it right like yes. if you knew like if people knew how much like even sometimes if someone speaks like if you go like this is obviously a very specific example but if you're doing like your coach is introducing you to a promoter and there's something personally about you that the promoter doesn't like, that's enough mm. to ruin your entire life mm. in fighting. Like, cause they'll mm. match you up in a weird way. You will be in mm. the smaller locker room. You won't have their, there, there's always some weird stuff that can happen where it mm. just like, it can't happen in other sports because they can't victimize an individual in that way. They can't punish you that much. Really. Mm. I don't know if you feel that way. I mean, like in, like mainstream sports you're talking about like yeah, i can't like, really compare like, football, like, in, like i can't yeah, yeah. see like like if a ref is out to get a team usually they get caught you right, can't really yeah. hide it but in boxing you have a lot of refs that have like such questionable decision making that you're like it's weird like i've seen all versions like sometimes mm -hmm. it's like a ref is always they're more lenient with the fighter who's in better shape or like they're ethnically biased or they're like it's weird they're all very specific strange things yeah no i mean they even like to like the judges too right like if you fight on the east coast and then you fight in the west coast you know those are two different like they have different preferences right like a west coast judge may like somebody that likes to exchange and, and just go you know rock em, sock em, robot and not back up so they're gonna they're gonna vote for the more aggressive fighter while east coast judges you know they're more like oh they like the um the craftsmanship right setting up traps and, and the boxing the, the hit and move hit and move and not getting hit right like i didn't even know that the that judge is it is that like a widely known stereotype for it, it's kind of yeah pretty much like that that's why like if, if you know, if you follow boxing, you try to, a lot of the places where they hold, like, especially amateur tournaments is usually in the middle of the country, like, in, in, like, Bum I just realized that, oh my yeah, god, like, Kansas, Texas, um, even, like, okay, now they're starting to get a little more in, like, the Midwest, like, with Detroit and Cleveland, but, like, they always put it right in the middle, one, so, you know, everybody could go there but also because of those those biases right like that's so crazy no it makes sense too i just yeah. never because i understand why all the wrestling is in the middle of the country like i get that because nobody <laughs> yeah but yeah. i didn't understand why there was boxing there but um outside okay so outside of the weird part of boxing what about have you since you're working with a lot of fighters right now, is there anything new that you've picked up on? Like when I say new, like 
any nuance that if like you could share with other trainers, you would like, I don't know, like ask what your kids eat for, not your kids, your students eat for breakfast or that's obviously a random thing that every coach should ask, but I just mean anything else. Have you had any insights to the process? Um, what I'm starting to see is a lot of coaches are, um, I don't want to say like lying to themselves or lying to their kids, but I've seen a lot of kids that shouldn't be like competing at the level that they're at. And I feel like their coaches are just like, there's no real care there for their well-being and their health. So they're just like, we'll take any fight. Yeah, we'll fight him. Or they're not doing, the coach isn't doing their homework and finding out more about, you know, the the people that they're going against. Like, for example, like we went to a tournament in Philly um, like two weeks ago. And the kids that they they paired us with, they were pretty green. Like they were elite, but they were they only had like maybe ten fights. I, I anyways, just what level you're at, even in amateur boxing, you just said they were elite, but they were green, and I love it. It's like so it, good. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't even at that air, level. Yeah, but it's but yeah, like there's certain like you you know there's certain levels right and and then you you see it you see when it's like a switch you know it's funny it was like i told cooper this i'm like you need like 10 fights before you hit your next switch before any more growth is going to happen because these next 10 fight or these first 10 fights are going to be pretty much the same what is that it's so weird it's, it's weird man I but i know that. and then when you hit like 20 25 fights you hit another switch and then mm. it's like okay for my first 11 fights or 12 fights and I was 12 and 0 as a pro with no amateur fights and I was only mm -hmm. doing this and my coaches kept saying oh are you, are you swimming tonight are you gonna go swimming <laughs> they weren't even overhands they were just like these weird like repetitive like walking yeah. forward yeah uh, yeah it's like my like brain Franken I call, I call that Frankenstein yes <laughs> my brain would sh as soon as the bell would ring I would turn off. Yeah. But yeah. then after, and the weird thing is on my 11th fight, I was like, okay, you know what you need to do? As soon as the bell rings, you need to say, okay, okay, think, think. <laughs> that, that's literally what I had to do. And then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, movement. Move. Ah, oh, I'm in it. Ah, but it was so weird that I wasn't thinking and just engaged in like life threatening combat. Like you have. Yeah. And there was no coach saying like, bro, like, this is weird. Like, why are you almost dying in every fight? <laughs> like, why are you putting it all on the line every night for very little money? There's no, like, who, who hurt you? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good call out right there, man. How, how yeah, are, yeah. Yes, how were your first fight? Sorry. Like, your first few, like, how many did you have to have to hit this first switch? Yeah, no, um, so I had a total of uh, 25 fights, so, and I didn't have that many, but when um, I didn't lose like you up until my 11th or 12th fight, I forget which one it is, but when I lost, uh, and then I was like, damn. It's the worst feeling. Well, yeah, it, it, was, it was bad. I wanted to quit, but then, you know, I was like, you can't quit just because you lost. That's stupid. 
And then you can't, I come back and I'm like, I'm not thinking, right? Like you were saying. So that's definitely the first mountain you got to overcome where you can actually think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not just go off pure instinct and reaction. And, <laughs> and then I think again, I hit in the next one around 20 fights where now I was like, I want to do this. Like I'm now implementing like my plan onto you. Um, that's that's so funny because I feel like if someone saw you as a, like a, an eleven and zero fighter, they're like, oh yeah, this guy knows what he's doing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then it's like inside, no one knows. Even like right now, or like whenever someone's like at work or like in a retail position or whatever you, whenever you encounter someone you really mm. don't know how they are on the inside until mm. you ask like mm. like mike tyson was terrified for his first 10 fights so yeah I, yeah is he the one who ran out of the arena yeah back? i don't know if no i don't think he ran i'm not he there. tried he like to an, and they didn't amateur. yeah yeah they didn't let him leave he like cried in the locker room because he was yeah, like the, so scared that's it makes sense when you're 15 and a giant but i don't know i'm starting to wonder what's going on with the mike tyson stuff because now he's having some like issues again with his legal stuff i think which that's like you know i don't know it's so hard to like to idolize someone and then hear so many bad things about them and then you're like it just makes me question like so much about myself because i'm like why Mm -hmm. is everyone like, dude, even Bill Cosby got ruined. So, like, what can I... I can't even yeah. like anything anymore. I can't yeah. like anyone. Because I don't know when someone's going to turn into, like, Satan suddenly. Mm-hmm. Like, like next thing you know, they're going to say something bad about Chris Pratt. And then Star-Lord, Mario, Jurassic Park, Jack, every franchise will be ruined because Chris Pratt is, like, a, a cat eater or something. That would be me. Yeah. You know that 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 saying, "What live long enough to see yourself become the villain?" What was that Batman, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you what do you what do you think of that? Do you think what do you think of that? Uh, it I seems guess? to be. It's so weird you said that because I always bring that up with like the the path that both of us are on in different ways, like you as a boxing coach and me like facilitating meditation stuff there's only two ways it goes one is like the person does it their whole life and stays relatively like the growth is very tempered and they're they're kind of the same person and just older and wiser and then the Mm -hmm. other thing is like excessive growth a massive like group of people that you influence and just mad it ends in craziness like complete Mm -hmm. like like the coach slaps someone at the gym the like the meditation teacher tries to make out with everyone's wife like there's all there's some weird thing that like always happens where i'm like like you said if if a man or a woman or a human lives long enough it's like you either amass a bunch of like positive energy or enough negative energy to where you have to be a villain like you couldn't not be a villain after being around for 85 years and not doing anything nice like people are gonna be mad It seems that way with the like, the um those famous people, right? Like the Mike Tyson's, the Bill Cosby's. Just yeah. kind of feel like 
these yeah or even let's i feel like i should say someone who's not african-american because now i feel yeah uh how about army hammer the guy who was like talking about eating people i don't know um yeah now i feel guilty but that too (laughs) is a weird thing i shouldn't feel guilty speaking but yeah yeah but okay what about short-term goals because this is supposed to be in a scary way a chronicle of your life and hopefully we're also talking when we're in our 50s and you're like bro hater like you need to shave it's gross (laughs) (laughs) it's starting to not (laughs) it It's just like hey eric Um, so it's term goals yeah like do you have are or are you so engrossed in living moment to moment that there is no time to make a goal because how would there like i don't know i think i'm intentionally not trying to set tooth because here's the thing man i feel like a whole lot <laughs> i just look back a whole lot happened really fast and, and i just want this to last an entire lifetime so i'm like really content if things don't happen right away like that's kind of where i'm at right now i don't need to like i had the big thing for me right it's 2024 next year um olympic trials are this year i'm going to some of those camps and the big thing for me was like i want to be somehow and i am all right but like more associated with the olympic program like i want to be on that team or I want to see you know I want to be on that plane ticket to Paris all right if we even get to go because now they're saying boxing may not even happen and they why yeah and, dude it's messy it actually has a lot to do with uh the IBA right Aiba wait but um, how wait what I know it's like how do you have the Olympics without boxing it's like one of the oldest sports to mankind but but, but anyway. is it like is it just a like a political thing or is just a political thing so they got a whole thing um i'll send you so it's pretty interesting dude it has a lot to do with russia and in that whole aspect so it's very interesting but a little too long for me to go into detail about but as far as short-term goals man um i just i'm really focused on getting this community of kids like in the poor neighborhoods like we live our our our, um, gym is right in the project but none of the project's kids go to our gym whoa that's it's it's very weird and they're all outside smoking and you know bsing with one each other you know they'll fight and there's a couple fights I've broken up. I'm like, you know, there's a boxing gym right here. Y'all want to fight? Let's go fight in there. But I don't know. A lot of the youth these days don't want to do, like, a constructive combat sport, which is mind-blowing to me because I thought, I'm like, wait, we get to hit each other and we don't get in trouble? Like, there's no yeah, it's, repercussion. But, yeah. No, it's good that you said that because it's – I'm scared to say it. But it's true, there is like a, like kids are more outwardly, and when I say kids, 
I raise an 11 year old and then I know people who have kids in various age groups and it yeah. seems like it's easier to there's um the outward expression of anger now in society people are taught that it doesn't lead to physical confrontation like mm. it's like like you won't have a fight every time you insult someone to their face and go right up to them like so then I feel like the idea of, of for kids of actually going to a gym and confronting people like over and over it's yeah. so scary they're like wait what I actually it is back up what I'm saying I don't want to yeah. do that I just want to like type it or like like block them on Instagram or leave a bad comment like I don't want to actually like back up what I'm saying like and that's weird because I always like my whole dream in life growing up was to back up what I'm saying even if I didn't have the tools I was like one day I will back up <laughs> what I'm saying but now it's like no one wants to like if a kid is like like I, I'll, this is not an example related to boxing but it's separate if I know a lot of people who like say like oh I, I want to be an artist and they'll say it like very like, like forcefully like almost screaming it you know like like someone's stopping them and I'm like oh yeah. why, don't you, why don't you do art and they're like oh well this that and that happens so then I don't feel good enough to do art and there's right. a lot there's a lot of people who don't box or who say I boxed for a while and because they don't feel good enough to box and it's like oh. that's maybe it's not for them almost like it seems like but what do you think that is? Like, I guess more so generally speaking, because I, I don't feel like know. you're, yeah. Because okay. ha I've had it at times, but then I like, I almost explode. So I have to do the thing. Like even with mm -hmm. the podcast, I almost went crazy before I made one because I was having these four or five hour conversations with people. And then there was no proof that I had the conversation. I was like, wait, what's happening? Like it's, I started talking to this guy at 9 a.m. Now it's two and like both of us are employed. So how am I like using this time? And I used to just like talk to people for a long period of time. And then I was like, oh, I should do the podcast. But then for months and months I didn't, but I would say it. So it's like, I don't know if it's part of the human process and there's some kind of invisible demon force making you not do things. Mm. But like, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Like... I'm still trying to process it. I'm not sure how, like, I can't really put my finger on it yet. Sometimes I feel like, is it like an imposter, like, syndrome? I don't know what it's called. Or, you know, where you feel like <clears throat> you're trying to be something, but you're not actually that. Like, do you yeah. think kids so then, feel that way just in, in, in general? Not just, like, about boxing or about, you know, anything specific, but... Yeah, because they can't be themselves for sure. Mm -hmm. Because it's not yeah. to be yourself. That's it's like that's what I think. Yeah, even for adults, like for for sure. Yeah, it's like literally if even dude, even with my beard, people are like, oh, like have you thought about like trimming that? Like, like what are you even talking about? Like it's just hair coming out of my face. Like how yeah. can you even? It's so crazy that it can. Affect I can't believe you energy. <laughs> like yeah, it, yeah it's crazy and then some people are like oh i trust you more now 
like <laughs> you must be you're on drugs like this is not like whoever brainwashed you into trusting people with beards more like <laughs> yeah it's like it's weird i feel like it, it would be like me saying i think you're a better boxing coach when you have your hair braided <laughs> there i swear there are people who like yeah. I know people who feel like they they fight better with different hairstyles i mean i do will say that i do like it braided for the fact that the hair doesn't get in your face you know what i mean like that's do you think yeah. i can do braids or will it seem like cultural appropriation man i had this conversation um with my sister and here's my opinion i think a lot of cultures outside of africa you know our african culture black culture if you will do braids i know for a fact like filipinos islanders have done it you know because i've seen it growing up and i've seen it in books you see it in their history like we've been doing braids. but i will say not and would i lie and say that like black culture hasn't influenced me like no of course it has for sure like i love you know their culture i respect their culture i understand it you know, but, but the reasons why I braid my hair, one, it is very, like, I think it looks cool. And two, it keeps the hair out of my face, especially, like, when you're holding mitt or working out and doing stuff. Like, Yeah, I, I, I think it looks cool, but it also looks like you're, like, you know how there's, like, a character in a game and then they have different skins, like, different versions <laughs> of that character? This is, like, yeah. a different, this is, like, I don't know. Because well, you have AirPods too now. I don't know if you did last time. Maybe you did. No, nah, well, last time we weren't on the camera. Oh, yeah. Either. Maybe that's what. I was using actually uh, my wife's podcast microphone. She has a legit one, but she's she has it in her office now. Anyways, it's locked away from you. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I, I can't use it. Yet. That's after where the, the last After the last episode, she said, no more. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. um, um honestly but one one story i would like to share is is the reason i started growing out my hair so i didn't always have long hair actually obviously i was in the military and i didn't start growing it right away but um i was influenced by like my brother-in-law who's um, native and he grew out his hair for his culture but then he cut it when something like really um, heartbreaking or traumatic happened to him. So like last time he cut it, I believe his his dog died, you know, his childhood dog. And when he when the dog died, he cut his hair as like a tribute for him. And so I I was really inspired by that. So honestly, after COVID, I was like, I'm growing out my hair, and the next time like I cut it, cut it, it'll be for a meaningful purpose. So. Um, I feel like that's so good. Thank you for saying that. That's the whole story because that that's like I don't know why that's so good for me to hear, but I feel like I'm always insistent on like every part of the day being important. Like every single thing you do is actually important. Like it's not like mm-hmm. like even how you go to the bathroom and I know that sounds weird, but like <laughs> or washing your hands, like how yeah. you shower like all, the little details seem to matter 
and like mm -hmm. you now making your hair as meaningful as the rest of like your hands do such crazy things like obviously mm -hmm. you're raising a daughter and you have a wife like there are all these things that you do but then hair is ordinary so it's like mm -hmm. why would one part of you be ordinary so i think that's really good to not assign meaning to it but it's like it's a utility right so like yeah. people can I mean, know something's different yeah and i feel the same way about your beard i feel like that, that has yeah, to be like for you that can't be <laughs> maybe you don't have it yet <laughs> no i think i need to get like go to like those beard salons and get like make it people like to put wax on it and make it into like a triangle or whatever they do like the hips no, like man. fancy guy it's, beard i like it like it's just authentic <laughs> bro that shit's real yeah. so some guy, <laughs> some guy said to me today it's just funny it's a security guard at the dispensary goes uh how long did it take you to grow that i was like this is my seventh month or my eighth month and he goes Oh, it's so thick. Can I touch it? <laughs> I was like, sure. And he, he goes and puts hand sanitizer on his hands and then goes like this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, was, and everyone at the dispensary is looking at me. And I was like, yay. And I just went into the car. <laughs> but I didn't, I feel like there's something about like, I haven't seen many people who's who don't like I think you're supposed to do something to make the hair not frayed but mine is going it like <laughs> it becomes like a like a crested moon like a half do you do you brush it I do but with this broken plastic comb I'll get a new one don't judge me yeah I'm good man I'll get a new one. so, have, so you heard, have you heard that the reasons why human well specifically men grow hair on their face like it like if it was a utility for warmth right if, if evolution yeah. decided like it was for warmth then why wouldn't women have it right because they got to stay warm too well and is it just testosterone that's good that's you know the reason i know that is like you know the hormone that does allow facial hair to grow and is it because we have that it's growing or is there like some what evolutionary reason <laughs> what did you just do that change okay this is weird because i've never thought of like i know what you're saying and it makes sense and i've mm -hmm. like i've thought okay women should be as hairy as men cave women especially or the other species prior to this one mm -hmm. um but then but then okay one of my friends uh shout out alex he he has a beard and long hair and uh he's sick like of the not sick but sick like of the sick faith so people say seek oh yeah 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 but just so you know it's sick okay uh, <laughs> just like uh, sick. yeah yeah sick I, and it's s-i-k-h that one just so if anyone's listening i can't say seek anymore because in pakistan a seek is like a, a skewer and kebabs so seek kebabs are the, these like delicious kebabs on a skewer and i keep thinking of that every time i say seek and i don't want to think mm -hmm. about eating my friends it's weird but anyway um so he said he saw that i shaved all the time but i had like really long hair and he said remember he said if you grow out your beard 
it'll balance out your masculine and feminine energy. And I was like, In interesting. But, but the weird thing is, he said that the beard brings, balances the masculine energy that's created by the long hair in a man. And I was like, I don't know how that works. But I noticed that what, as I grew the beard, I like became like gentler and like technically or what would be considered more feminine. And I don't know how it works. I don't understand. And it freaked me out. Like, yeah. I don't know, it was like magic. Like as soon as I grew the beard, things like completely evened out. Like my, it was very creepy. Like oh, he's mm. like a beard wizard. We should, we should consult him about what you should do because we need to know, Eric, are you growing this out? I can't like this is as much as I get. What, I get a little more. I get a little little thicker, but I what, mean, what if you grew it for like a year? Where would it be? Uh, I feel like it looked like a like a hedgehog. Like it wouldn't look what? like as great as yours. You've, like, not, look... you've not seen hedgehogs. <laughs> you clearly don't know what they look like. You definitely. You know? <laughs> Well, I, well, when I say hedgehog, you know, they got the spikes on top. That's, and, isn't, and I feel like it would be that. like that. Okay, maybe I haven't seen a hedgehog because I was thinking of porcupines, but you're right. Hedgehog no, a porcupine, spikes. yeah. A porcupine has like cr crazy kind of like what you got going on. A hedgehog is very, I don't know, hedged, right? Like very, it looks like yeah. a... My son just came and looked at me disgustedly and said, you've never seen a hedgehog? Like, wow, the privilege that you have to have seen animals. I haven't. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> they used to sell them at flea markets, man. Hedgehogs? Yeah. What are you saying right <laughs> Yeah, I used to go to the flea market all the time as a kid, and I used to see hedgehogs there. Dude, what? I'm, I'm, and sugar gliders. You know what sugar gliders are? Yes. I, yeah. I, I only have one experience of knowing someone who had them and the one sugar glider ate, it had babies and then ate the babies. Yeah. What is that? Like, what kind of creatures are these? Like, They're did pretty. Satan make them? Like, uh, yeah. Like, My uncles had like a, they were trying to breed them, but they couldn't <laughs> like separate them in time. Like, cause they were trying to sell it at the flea market too. And they couldn't separate them in time. And there was like a bunch of incest going on, like with the mom, the this brothers and sisters. Like it, <laughs> it got bad, dude. It was weird. <laughs> How does it, it's like, it's like I'm usually the one who makes the drastic left turn over <laughs> us. You do it every time. And last time it was that you were a satellite engineer suddenly. And I was uh, like, what is going on? This guy's insane. <laughs> and now we're finding out the, about this flea market animal trade. What, have you ever seen any <laughs> other weird animals at flea market? That, what about a snake? That, I don't think they had snakes, man. Okay, what's the, they would have. What's the best thing you ever bought at a flea market that you remember? Remember, do you remember Fat Farms? Yeah. Shoes? 
<laughs> I wanted them so bad and never right. had them. They didn't have yeah. them in Pakistan. They didn't have any fat <laughs> stuff. So yeah, with the P, and then it was in like the. Uh... <laughs> I, I would look yeah. it up on the internet and try to find a website with international shipping in the '90s, and they didn't exist. <laughs> and I was like, "Why? Why do I have to look like this?" I can only imagine a kid in Pakistan that wants some fat farms. <laughs> well, it was this you like who was listening to "Can't Be Touched" and working out next. Yeah, time. I was I'm gonna sleeping. say. <laughs> Yo, I can only imagine that kid. And you say you were fat when you were little, right? <laughs> I was so. I didn't realize. So obviously, like we can laugh at it because from a boxing coach standpoint where we can laugh at it but like to other people they're like oh my god like they're laughing at him being fat but it's like no <laughs> because we're comfortable with the diff in fighting there's so many different shapes of people who right. can beat you up that it doesn't really like i doesn't yeah i've been beaten to near death by people who look like they shouldn't even be in a gym they look like mm -hmm. they're about to have a heart attack and they start moving and you're like wait how many fights do you have? <laughs> like, oh yeah, I boxed for 60 years. I'm 70. And they just beat you. And you're like, what? And what's yeah. the oldest person you've ever sparred? Like, have you Pretty ever old, man. Pretty old. But I mean, obviously, it was just like for fun and, and work. But, it was this old Italian dude. Did hardly spoke a lick of English, but he just loved boxing, loved being around boxers. And so he would always come in. <laughs> he'd always come in at the end of our sparring it was super funny because we go like eight hard rounds with each other and like we're all just gassed and done and then he'd be like you know let's let's spar and i'm like why why do you wait till we're all tired and then he, he you know he had he was strong man um but yeah i think he was probably close to pushing like mid 60s probably late 70s um <laughs> He yeah. just loved it, man. Yeah. It's old guys who have boxed are dangerous and should not be yes. trifled with at all. He had a cannon for a right hand and he just, he knew it too. So you, he would load that thing up. He'd touch, 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 and then boom, oh. right? That was his thing. So oh. every time I'm like, you know, and I'd start to get brave with him. I'm like, I'm going to flip the right hand. Like, I know it's coming and I'm just going to slip it and then I'm going to like, you know, give him a little touch. And then the one time you don't fully slip out the way or you mistime it and you just get blasted. Yeah. This old man strength is so, I can't wait till I get it. Cause it's all, I feel like I have 30 year old strength now, which is totally Bro, different. We're so, Weird. we're so far from old man strength. I just want it so bad because it's, <laughs> it's like it destroys. It ain't, like, I feel like it doesn't kick into like mid fifties or something, man. I guess maybe we need to eat more liver king steroids or whatever. You know, you remind you you know about the whole liver king thing. No, man, I don't know. But you know about the guy who used to eat raw livers, right? Uh. -uh. What there's this social media guy <laughs> who was huge and he would eat raw livers all the time and say that that's how he like primal living and all this stuff and 
it turned out he was just on $12,000 of steroids, but it's an old thing. It's not, but I mean, the point is just that I ate a lot of livers because of it. So you did. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I mean, there, Hey, I, I was like, he's pretty huge. I have some livers here at the grocery store. Fries had some livers. Why don't I buy them and cook them? Let's see what happens. It didn't really, I don't know. I don't feel much stronger, but they were good. They didn't, did anyone ever tell you to like pee on your hands to um, help with the, the bruises and cuts on your What the? <laughs> pee on my hands? And, and specifically with the first pee in the morning. Not like any, not like any other pee, but like the first pee. Or have you even heard like drinking your own pee in the morning helps you? I've, I've heard about that one. And I know Brazilian fighters do it like, a lot of them do it it's yeah, yeah i can't it's kind of like putting what you lost back in yeah but <laughs> i can't that it makes no sense it makes it's no actually sense crazy. That, can kind of like that liver thing yeah like yeah. why is your body putting it out if it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah it's a waste it's exactly <laughs> what it is uh, yeah. man um anyways bro i gotta get running here soon i'm in a are you going yeah, to your so Zoom call? No, man. Actually, I have like a, another. Uh, well, it's a phone call, not a Zoom call. But I got a Zoom, I got a phone call in like forty minutes. But is it Elon Musk? Yes, it is Elon. I Musk. knew I've been bro. I knew he was running maybe, his Twitter. I knew it. Yeah, like let me tell you. The abuse I've been taking working at Tesla is wild. People feel a certain type of way about Elon. It's very crazy. Like, I don't know of any other CEO where the patrons and, like, just everyday people have such a strong opinion for this guy. Like, I mean, they love him or they freaking hate him. And right now, not that many people love him. So that's yeah would you work for tesla again uh probably not man probably not it that, was it was an experience pretty, for sure that's like, pretty much what almost everyone who is not in the like marketing department says <laughs> like basically yeah. anyone who's outside of like yeah we don't even have to but it's interesting because it's such an important company has yeah. such a strange well, culture even his uh spacex when i was working at um north of grumman like we were getting a whole bunch of people from spacex because of the the workload and the culture over there is just so intense um, and i get it yeah. it's interesting you i know you have to go but i'm just gonna say something it's i just have to look this up um apparently somehow um well the company you mentioned that you used to work for may or may not be involved in some type of studies about certain things that are in the sky and <laughs> i'm not gonna say anything but i just read that this morning so i'll send you the article but yeah, but you you sound really suspicious all the time. 
Like you literally like may or may not be a man in black type of situation and you wear gray on purpose. <laughs> like I'm like anyway. But yeah, but but I need you to look up. I need I need to be able to I should have done the whiteboard thing and sent you this video. No. But there's a new okay, I'll leave you with this. This picture came out, you know. Well, you probably, you obviously know. A muscle. the swarm. Yes. Wait, no, wait. Wait. The thing Keep in, in Mosul, Iraq. I know. Okay, it's called the Mosul Orb or Mosul. I don't know how to say the name of the city, but it was taken while the tro while troops were still deployed. Well, they are they still in Iraq? Mm. No, like. Let's yeah, like, and I believe like yeah, yeah. civilian contractors are but well, okay. So duty. we did that whole thing, right? Sorry, my brain. So anyway, this is from two thousand and nine, I think. This thing, it's a still image from a, re a reconnaissance plane. I don't know what kind. I think A fourteen is that a plane? A something. What is a military reconnaissance plane? Um, it usually starts with a like a u or x um so those are okay a u sounds mission. closer let me look yeah. it up like a u um, it says it's like taken a like a u2 a u2 is a reconnaissance plane and they actually you have to wear a uh, space suit the pilots have to wear uh, a space suit because they're like what is that right above like the stratosphere like they're all they're literally flying around in the ozone <laughs> i don't know anything about anything but it's calling um, it all, the, all these articles are saying it's the reconnaissance aircraft but anyway they're like it's a military picture and this thing flies next, next to a plane and then it goes out and down into the street. And this is an active like, like combat zone where there's troops deployed at the time. And there's a big metal orb in the picture, like in the street. Yeah, that's wild. So now you tell me that means that at the time when you were deployed, uh, there were also potentially metal orbs going in and out of the street. And this is 2016 in Iraq? No, this says, this is way before, this is, oh yeah, this is captured April 16th, 20, April 16th, 2016 in Northern Iraq. That's wild. I want to, uh, yeah, if you. I was in Iraq in um, 2015 going into 2016. See, that's weird. April 2016. That's creepy. Yeah. It's like yeah. even to know that you were in 200 miles of this object. <laughs> that that was not you or the your opposing force that you're dealing with. There's a third party that was flying around. That's creepy. Are you a believer that the aliens are us? Like a general question. I honestly don't know. I just think that the U.S. Army is not like keeping this technology secret because they've suffered losses because of like military issues, right? Like if this technology, if because they've been siding since the 1800s, 
So if some like founding fathers had spaceships, they would use them in a cooler way. They wouldn't have For like, sure. they wouldn't like right. fight just float them. around. And then, yeah. So I can't believe that it's like, it's the US army and it's not Russia because Russia would use it again in a very specific way. So then I don't, I don't know if there's people in there. Like, I don't know if it's alien organisms or if it's just like a, like a probe from super far away and they're mm-hmm. like automated and that's why we don't engage with them. But like now it's, there's too much military involvement for me to think that it's not going somewhere because we both know that whenever the news and the army and the air force and the navy start talking about one subject it only goes in one direction it's like not like right right the full yeah yeah Yeah, like are you familiar with the theory like i guess it's like the future us is is the alien yeah it seems plausible like it's just hard it's so scary that they're coming i think that would be the only thing that would make sense who else would care about us more than us right like yeah this so that makes sense but then does that mean everything in the universe is a human from the past like is human just the way that life starts and then it becomes other stuff and then in the future it goes to the past so then aliens like they're so humans that come back from different time periods would be like look different and seem different so there'd be different types of ships or Mm -hmm. i don't know it just doesn't make even the the fact that the the air force when they well no the air force hasn't released anything actually it's only what is odni Mm, i have no idea you're supposed you're the guy you're the official like the person who knows more actual military stuff and <laughs> the weird like i feel like, says, like you know more thing. about all these things way more than i do which okay what is odni let's ask google and then i'll let you go yeah good yeah it's oh, a no. senior level agency that provides oversight to the intelligence community it is yeah, the so. office of the director of national intelligence so those are the people who are involved in all the ufo stuff uap stuff how do you get a job there that's interesting right they were hiring for the freaking ufo <laughs> you i should have sent you the i i can still send it to you i think they're still hiring it's called, <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying it's called and why wouldn't they it's called the All Anomaly Resolution Office. Arrow. It's a cool acronym. Wow. You could. Yeah, that is really cool. That you, you, could, you could be like, look, I, I'm going to send you the Indeed listing. <laughs> That's where you found it? On a, it's it's on not Indeed. on Indeed, but it's on some kind of public listing that they're hiring. Because then I saw the internet was like, of course, Twitter had to suggest a lot of people for the job. <laughs> <laughs> they suggested everyone. Um, That's hilarious. All right, bro. I got to get running. This man. was amazing. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Uh, um, is there, I'll, I'll add links to your Instagram 
what gym mm-hmm. are you at right now in case anyone wants high quality honest boxing training yeah i'm out of uh, alexandria boxing club in uh, alexandria virginia um right now though we're only taking kids um specifically like i mentioned earlier i do want to put in my best foot forward and my efforts in getting the low income um you know kids that, that are in the area to go so that is um my little tag i just that's something that i've really been feeling really deeply about strongly about lately no hopefully someone hears this podcast and knows someone and we can even like that even amplifying the intention is important so someone knowing that there's someone out there doing good stuff is helpful say hi to your wife and your daughter and to Elon. Yeah, Mark. yeah. It's my wife's birthday today. So we're happy now. birthday. Yeah. Yes. Public. All right, brother. Okay. I don't know how to end this. Oh, yeah. Wait. Okay. I press end. Then I say. Remember last time we ended up. Not oh, yeah. We, we were. We wrapped, didn't we? Yeah. Let's let's not this time. Yeah, that, okay. <laughs> all right, bro. I'm going I'm to bounce out of here. I appreciate you. Thank you for all you do, man. I love listening to your podcast and, and i'm no lie listen to a lot of your friends and you guys are freaking hilarious <laughs> like, it trips me out and i'm like what the hell um i was like keep doing your thing bro and I, I hope you know we keep this up yes we will okay i'm gonna press stop recording because i don't know how to function <laughs>